Good morning. Welcome to another edition, week two of the finals. Get them on side. Someone's bracket is still alive. Four from four. 50 to one you blokes gave me. Yeah. That's how little respect you had for my bracket to pick all nine finals. Joel Kane, Sean Ormerod, good morning to you. Good morning, Shawnee. Good morning, good morning, morning to everyone. Now, Sean's, Sean's still in Warrigal, but obviously they're getting some sundown in Warrigal. Either mm. that or the spray tan clinic at Warrigal is <laughs> getting a working over. Sean Ormerod just has 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 uh, shredded for summer. Just a look at it. And oh, look well. look at look at the little just did you see that little head wobble there, Joel Kane? Oh yeah. He's very, very primed for summer. Yeah. Far, be- far. I couldn't be further from shredded if I if I tried. I actually stepped on the scales uh, yesterday and I'm half a kilo under raising the bat. So I'm far from shredded, but it was a nice a nice weekend down here, so I got out and uh, uh, stripped the top off and mowed the lawns for Mum. I was I was a good son on the weekend. Managed a cup of tan on the way, so we're we're good to go. Yeah, you've even look look at that the Ormerod family cushion behind Sean for those watching on KO. I've never seen this before, John. No. It's, it's funny every family has their little nuance. Yeah, a little sitting room by the looks of it there, Shorty. Yeah, yes, yeah, where I get my reading done as I did a couple of weeks ago. The Misty Hyman book. <laughs> We still haven't been able to touch base with Misty. No, apparently, have they gone back to Wikipedia? Apparently, it's gone up a whole new level, I'm being told. Right. Yeah, I've, I've got I've got big suspicions that the author of uh, these amended notes might be uh, Shane uh, Gaunt, by the way. That's just my little sneaky suspicion about some said producer. Okay. Mm. What, what, just, uh, what, but what did we have? So, uh, what, where did we leave it? The Misty Hyman Wikipedia entry. Here we go. Fair dinkum. Whoever did this, I'm sure they're watching this or listening to this. Uh, so it goes on about Misty Dawn Marie Hyman, who was born in 1979, so a little bit younger than me. Um, talks about her gold medal and all those sorts of things. And then it says uh, she got the gold medal in the women's 200-metre butterfly at the 2000 Summer Olympics in Sydney. Yes. Also had a brief romance with former NRL top point scorer, and they've added this, and superstar athlete. Uh, Joel Kane. <laughs> so you, Is this you doing this? Nah, no, God, no, no, no. I don't go into that field because I always think you're going to get caught. You know, oh, absolutely. It's like, it's like the burner account. Hundred percent. You, you open a burner account, you're oh, asking to get caught. Hundred percent. But, but here's my question: Are you adding this stuff under the pretense of oh, Mate, someone's doing this to me? I'm, take uh, the phone. Forensically, take the phone. Go for your life. Uh, what about the? Uh, there's a story about a rugby league identity. Who's got the uh, the wifey or someone's on the case with the, the burner account, isn't there? That was a buzz story, wasn't it? In I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or might have been a Danny story in the Herald. Um, there was a person I immediately thought of who might be who might be doing that. I'm just going to write a name down. Yeah. And you tell me if yeah. you think that's even a chance. Oh, no, I, I didn't think that. Who, no, yeah, who, maybe. Okay, who are you thinking? Uh are we doing a yeah, little yeah, yeah, secret yeah. messaging? We're writing things down here. I, I, I know it's a podcast, but we're writing things down there here. There you go. Oh, yeah, that a big chance. Yeah. Big chance. Yeah. Yep. yep. But people big can chance. read the writing anyway. Uh, who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have, has anyone ever... Text me who you think, Shawnee. You know how they pixelate uh, people's <laughs> ma- uh, mouth so they can't be lip read? Yeah, can we yeah. get our hands pixelated <laughs> so you can see what they were writing down? Uh, did you enjoy, uh, Sean? I'll start with you. Did you enjoy the points, the pointsathon, the points fest, the biggest, the highest scoring weekend in finals history? Every game mm. had a minimum, minimum fifty points. Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I enjoyed it and didn't enjoy it at the same time. From a punning perspective, it wasn't too good because I was on uh, on the unders, and it, it might be it might be RIP. To the unders, it used to just be a tap in week one of the finals, mm. particularly the yes. the one v four, two v three. Is it dead with the new rule? And I'm, I'm actually really tra- intrigued to see how it plays out in um, in Origin, particularly game one. Again, that's always a tap in for the unders. You can't get it low enough. But is it dead? I mean, but yeah, from a from a um, uh, viewing perspective, it was it was awesome. Who won, John? The punters or did Sportsbet win over oh. the first weekend? Yeah. Punters Pun- killed you. Well, Pun- punters, a- did they, Shawna? Yes. Landslide. Landslide. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was well a done. funny. It was a funny old week, though. I mean, you're alive in the bracket, Dan, but you didn't. You didn't stray too far from the favourites, did you? So, no, that's uh, the thing. And 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 I actually had a losing weekend on the punt. Now, got unlucky a mm. couple of ways, but the, the, you're right. The, 
my best bet was Penrith into the under. Um, but the pen, but remember, Penrith won, but they were minus two on the line. So I think that would have crueled a lot of people. Yeah. Um, well, it was funny. The first three games, uh, all three pluses covered by by that oh, one point. You had the Chad plus Townsend. two, plus Jesus. two and a half. Yeah. Chad Townsend anyone, kicking from the sideline destroyed a lot of people's multi. I'll just say that. My, anyone, anyone on the Sharkies should never... The Sharkies plus should never winch the punting gods again about a bad beat. Oh. <laughs> that was Speaking of bad beats, on the, you know what? Yeah, on the on the tush by a rainbow. Uh, they I, did lead. Hang on, they did lead fourteen six. But anyway, you're right to yeah. kick to kick it like that from the sideline, hit the post and bounce in. My luck continues. So the bad beat started. I don't know, 10 days ago, and Kyle Flanagan remarkably got beat. Then I had the Warriors to score. Uh, I needed this goal to be kicked by Chanel Harris-Tavita, which yeah. Adam Blair takes the kick, never looked like it. Okay, yeah. well, we start again, right? Yeah. So we get to this week, and I go on TV on Channel 9, oh, and oh. I tip a 20-to-1 shot in the Metropolitan Mirage Dancer. Now, what happened was I use a deposit limit, which I think is a very, very good way to go about it. By the time Mirage Dancer had come up, yeah, but your I'll... deposit limit's $7,000. But anyway, oh, please. <laughs> but I was out of bullets. I was out of bullets. And I was watching this race knowing it was going to win. But that's okay because that's okay. Because... How can you not make that the first bet when you, when you put the deposit in? I know, I know. You, you have to put that bet on first. I know. So anyway, that's okay because... That's the punning gods punishing yeah, you. Yeah, well, a mate of mine and I, we're alive in the quaddy, right? Yeah, and I'm right. just, I, I'm relieved because Mirage Dancer has won the Metropolitan and we're going to win this quaddy, right? Yeah. Well, I haven't put it in the quaddy. I've left it out of the quaddy. So then we get to the Sunday, right? This isn't the punting gods. You've been whinging about the punting gods. Yeah. That's just <laughs> stupidity on your part. So we get to the Sunday, and I'm the closer to the kickoff, I'm getting so bullish about an ambush from the Knights, right? Oh, weren't you, just? I've backed them head-to-head at about 365. Yeah. I've backed them with the start nine and a half, yeah. and I've backed them with them to win and Bradman Best scores a try. Bradman best scores, who should have passed it to Edric Lee, by the way, but that doesn't matter. He hogs it, scores. Bingo. Right? So now it's 12 points to nil. you got the hard part, Dave. I've got Bradman best already scoring. 12 points to nil. At worst, at worst, I could lose the Bradman best bet and the head-to-head, and I could lose the head-to-head. But I've got the nine and a half points up my sleeve. I in a no-lose position, Dan. Not even close. (sighs) Not even close. (sighs) I need a spell. Uh, All right, what about you? You've just you've antagonised the people, Dan. You've you've picked up the little phone, the dangerous device that it is, and you've gone bang. Oh, Parramatta yes. should move their final oh. away from Bankwest Stadium, and the punters have gone. Like some of the replies are, is it safe to come out now? Like, <laughs> I um. So many years ago, this would be par for the course. I throw yeah. one of these bot Twitter bombs out there yeah. to see the reaction. Well, anyway, years and years ago, I. Th- I'd got the radio show on Triple M and, and, and I'd sort of stopped doing it on Twitter because I thought, well, Triple M is paying me for these opinions, <laughs> so I better do it on there. So yeah. I haven't, I was bored on, when was when did I do it? Monday? Yeah. I needed a distraction. I thought, <laughs> let's see let's see if the old boy can still roll people <laughs> up. Oh, did, did I roll? I've never been given so much advice in my life <laughs> about my commentary and about my personal hygiene and about all sorts of things. But no, I, I, I'm adamant that. Um, the the NRL is has lost so much money this year. Mm. We have a system yeah. in which weeks two and three of the finals, the NRL says we will play at the most appropriate venue. Mm. They made a decision. They wanted to give Parramatta home ground advantage or the choice of playing wherever they wanted because Bankwest is one of the three stadiums that mm. qualifies for week two and week three. Those stadiums being Bankwest, the SCG and ANZ. My argument is, yes, Bankwest, when it's at capacity, is certainly finals worthy, no question. But when it can only fit in 15,000, I don't believe it's finals worthy. Mm. Um, And this game would have got, do we agree, even though it was a poor crowd, South Newcastle, I thought it was a very disappointing crowd, actually. 17, was it? 17. Yeah, that's rubbish. It it was hot, I I grant you. And and Sterlow made a good point on radio that Newcastle people, it's public holiday, shocking day to travel. Yep. But you know what? South fans should have got out in force. We've been deprived of sport for six months. You'd think the first chance you get... But I also think people are conditioned to thinking they actually are not allowed to go or they just can't get tickets. Was the beach a big competitor? It was a magnificent weekend. Oh, it was a beautiful weekend. And public. I do the public holiday thing. People would have had plans. So I'll cop that. But I think this game on Saturday night, Parramatta South, both sides think they can win this game. 
Both sides are, you know, uh, not that far from a grand final. I think easily 30,000. I think we would have got to 40 in a sellout at ANZ, but easily 30. Let's do a nearest the pin by the end of the show, the crowd for this game. What it would have been. Oh, well, it's going to be capacity It's going to be 15. Now. It's going to be and 15. So yeah, I, I then yeah. went, and, I, and, and this is, remember, finals are NRL events. They're not club events. Right, so the money goes to the NRL, and I said, "How how stupid is this? Mm. The NRL's throwing away." Well, I didn't say the specific figure, but I'd worked that out in my head. If 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 twenty thousand people are being deprived of going, at, at I would say forty bucks a ticket conservatively, you can get cheapos for twenty bucks, but there's mm. not many of those. But by, by the time you average it out, forty or fifty bucks a ticket, they're costing themselves a million bucks. Yeah, right, and. You know, how many people just got sacked from the NRL? Let me ask you this. If, what do you think the crowd will be? 15. 15. Well, it's a sellout. It's sold out. No, no, sorry. Sorry. If it was at ANZ, what would the crowd be? I think they'd get, I would say 35 would be the crowd. Okay. If the NRL went to Parramatta and said, righto, Eels, come to ANZ Stadium. We'll give you the first 25,000 sales in tickets. You can only get 15 where you are. I don't think they'd care. They wouldn't care? I don't think they'd care. We'll give you 25000 and we'll take the rest? I don't think they'd care. They wouldn't take the I extra 10000 They wouldn't take the extra 10000 I, I don't. I can't which, speak which, for which, them. That, that equals a quarter of a million but dollars I or something. Think, I think the clubs are so hell-bent on playing at, at any advantage they can get. And remember, they don't get the cut of the finals money. I always go back to 2009. When St George wore offered St George Law two hundred and fifty grand to mm. move their final against Parramatta, ironically, to the football stadium, and they said, "No, we've earned the right to play at Cogra because Week One finals back then were always at the ground of your choice, wherever you wanted." It bit them in the face, and the NRL came out then and said, "This will never happen again." But mm. they've used the guise of COVID this year to say, "Well, things are all a bit different, so we've moved things around. We're playing at Bankwest fifteenth. Mm. So, and my argument. With Parramatta fans is, you know, a lot of your fans are being deprived of the... I'm not sticking up for South fans. I'm sticking up for Parramatta fans because this game... Imagine this game. Imagine, okay, if this was normal conditions, no COVID, at Bank West. Yes. And you only... You gave Parramatta people the first crack at it. Yep. For two days, only yep. Parramatta people could buy tickets. They'd sell it out. That's right. Right. Uh, no, no question. So Parramatta fans are the ones being deprived even more so than South fans. But anyway, I made the mistake, Sean and Joel, um, because <laughs> I, I don't do the Twitter thing often, right? No. So I put the big bomb out there. Oh my God, the reaction! But a lot of people agreed. By the way, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say I would say seventy thirty my way, but that's okay. I, but then I made the crucial mistake. Yep. I tried to reason with people. Yeah. And you can't. I just forgot. You can't do it on... You can't actually have an intelligent no, conversation. There's no nuance. Nope. When uh, people um, wanted to... Oh, Parramatta earned it. Parramatta earned it. And then you start to explain your reasonings for it. It's actually not about Parramatta. No, you can't twist them around, Dan. Once they're down the pitch, they're going to keep soldiering on. You can't make your way back to the crease, yes, right? Yes. And the other thing is, when you publish a list on Twitter... It is people's job. They, no one ever just says, you know what? That list is exactly right. Yeah. I agree with that list. I've never, ever once seen that comment. Someone's published a list and someone said, that's the right list. I agree. Yeah. You've got to find anyway. something different anyway. to add to the list, don't you? Anyway. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it was fun. It was fun to venture back in that world into that cesspit, which I happily <laughs> dipped my toes in for uh, a few a few days. But, boy, I learnt. Oh, I learnt. I learnt a lot of a couple of Andy Raymond fans out there. Oh yeah. Oh, they're not happy that that I've, I'm there at Fox and Andy's. Oh, oh yeah. there was a campaign to bring what him there. there. They got to clean out the Deadwood at Fox. Actually, laughed at that. So, oh. whoever, if you sent it, I think there were some numbers in your name. And his, my advice was to if there's numbers in your name, or if there's a dog in your avatar, or if there's a kid in your avatar, <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to take you that seriously. Yeah. But it was good fun. <laughs> I actually enjoyed going back. But 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 this is where. Twitter, I think, is at its best. Mm. Can we bring up this? God, this made me laugh. And now maybe this is my sense of humour. The great Gus Gould. Oh, you know I love Gus. We all love Gus. Yeah. Fantastic guest here. This, this out of absolutely nowhere. Before I forget too, 
the Sutton's Forest Big Mac I had last night was the best Big Mac I've ever eaten. The chips were hot and fresh too. I should know. I've had a few in my day. Well done, McDonald's Sutton Forest. <laughs> well done, Gus. So Gus is like me. Where You know, it's not our fault. We drive past the Golden Arches and the Blinkers put themselves on it. In we go. And uh, well done, Gussie. I just love it. Is the... Gus on the take there as, as, as a free Big Mac? May have just slipped Ad- his way into, into Gus's bag for that. No, that's, a, that's a, a, no, no, no. I think that's just that's pure Gus. Yeah, that's pure Gus. There's no free takes in Macca's, is there? I don't think there is. You know, oh, this is one of the great things. Gordy tells me mm-hmm. that he is in possession of the magical black McDonald's card. I've never heard of it. That apparently the '97 Broncos might have been sponsored. There was something in the '90s. I was really? sponsored. Remember when the Broncos were just the biggest thing in town? What like, lifetime like, card? Something like that. Wow. I'll go and ask. I, I don't work with him often these days because no. of the COVID thing. I never see him. But I'm sure in his wallet he has mm. a Macca's card. Wow. So he can just walk up, bang. The cops do, don't they? Because it, it, I think the cops get free yeah, food. I think, so. I think so. So they can. It mm. just has a cops. You got a cops present there all the time. Oh, is that why they do it? Yeah, yeah. So oh, you've I always got the just cops being nice to the people that no, protect no. us. Well, a bit of both that, I suppose, as well. But uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, but anyway, I just like that Gus tweet. I just thought it, it, it was. Now, I didn't. I didn't have the chance to actually see that tweet at Gus's because I, I. I must admit, I sacked him on on Twitter last week. Did you? And you might be able to clear this up for me. Why, for some reason, in the last two or three weeks, he's dropped the the plural off the team names when he's. When he's discussing a game, it would be so. This week, it would be yeah. Rabbito. No, Rabbit Rabbito v. v. Eel. Eel. Rabbito, Rabbit v. Eel. I don't know. I don't know why, but it, it drove me so mad. I to I had to sack him on Twitter. So goodbye, Gus. I'll, I think I'll, that's yeah, exactly you, why you he that does it for the same reason. Peter Fitzsimons <laughs> wears the red bandana. Antagonise. Antagonise. Yeah. It's the spite bandana, oh, and I think it's the spite non-plural. Yeah. Like just to like. And it's bloody catching on. I saw Danny Wildler put a tweet out. And and on the Foxtel guide the other day, this is clearly a, a typo, but it was Raiders v. Shark. Although, oh, you bastards. Now, now they've got you too. <laughs> yes. He's got you too. That's right. Anyway, um, but let, let's... We've danced around it for yeah, long yeah, enough. that's right. It's time to pull the trigger. Was I pulling a bow? I don't know what I was doing. Uh, Joel Kane, do you want to go first? Or do we want to lead the man, uh, the Warrigal Wonder, yeah. to uh, kick us off this afternoon? To this Sounds like you just did one. <laughs> the Warrigal Wonder, I like that. That might stick. No, I want to. Um, I want to discuss the the scourge of the of the um, NRL team social media departments and why they think rolling out these recorded. Uh, debutant videos week oh. after week, time after time. No one cares. It's been done a million times. No one cares. We did it for, for Zach Lomax. It's, this now, is, it's now gone. This is it's now gone mainstream. It's now gone mainstream because Freddie's called up Zach Lomax on his mobile phone. The team just happened to be there to record it to tell him he's in the squad. Not even that he's getting a game, he's just in the squad now. I mean, he's just done it a million times. Let's just forget it. Find something new and move on. It's like, remember that the couple got married 10 years ago and they come out and they dance to a song? Yeah. Now every nuffy that gets married does it and it just falls flat. Well, that's, that's where we're at. That's oh, good that's funny. That's if, you, if we want to, I, what I want to see, I don't want to see someone getting his debut. If you're going to sack someone, record that. And stick that up on social media. That might get a bit of traction. I would actually watch that. That's actually... <laughs> Filming a bloke getting told he's been wrestled. That is very good for yes. me. Well, that's, that is, yes. that, that's, that's one of the, that's top five Bambi this year. Yeah, that's anyway. great. But um, Hard Knocks, the NFL show, mm. used to, I don't do it anymore, used to have the, the, the shit player yeah. being cut, like yeah. not making the squad. Yeah. They'd always take it. Well, but you'd always get the one every year that would blow up. But Sean's right. I, I will defend the premise of the recording the uh, player when it's done this way when it's a hidden camera yeah and it's very clearly a real conversation mm. as soon as you see two cameras involved as soon as you see any switching of shots no nah, i'm out i'm yeah. thinking this is a completely <laughs> stage <laughs> you know this is stage for the camera i'm not interested very nice work yeah, uh, very okay. good. Oh, I don't like to follow that, but I will. Uh, and mine, I will declare, has got a bit of self-interest because where I'm about to go has cost me dosh on the weekend, I have no doubt, and it's also cost me the tipping comp. I was very, very loyal to this side who I thought would cause headaches uh, this year, right? 
because they have a good enough team to do so. The Newcastle Knights. <laughs> the Newcastle Knights, right, have played this year one of the most boring brands towards the end of the season. It was so boring. Now, to win this competition, you must chance your arm. And they didn't do that, the Newcastle Knights. I'll start with a few pointers. You led 12 points to nil. You had them on the rack. They were under the pump. They were against the fence, the ropes, whatever you like. You had them toasted, right? 14 nil. You had them absolutely toasted. Momentum flying your way. Why did you take the two? We've been oh, seeing all okay. weekend high-scoring affairs. Yeah. You're not going to win 14 points to nil. The two, going up in twos, is not going to get there. You had to go up by six. You get to 18. I know South can score some points, but you are up and about, and you are on your way to week two of the finals. That was the first problem. The second problem, I've mentioned how boring a football they'd played for most of the year. You need to, like, fortune favours are brave. Get braver next year. Ask some questions. Throw some balls out the back. That's what we need to see from the Newcastle Knights. We can't just be relying on Caelan Ponga. And the other thing is, the amount of times I saw this in the game, you'd look on the short side and there were three players defending three players. Hello, if Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds and Corey Allen are on the other side of the play the ball, it's a very fair chance the ball's going there. So you marking three on three on your little short side, do you think you need to be three on three? Or do you think you need to push over to where the apparent threat is who's been slicing you up wow. and carving you up all game? Parramatta, you did the same thing when you got flogged by South City last time. If I see three on three on a short side Parramatta this weekend, when Cody Walker is over on the left-hand side or the right-hand side with Adam Reynolds You're and Corey Allen. you through your kick. You, yes, I am. You're talking through your kick. But it's not <laughs> rocket scientists. If they're on the other side of the field, put your own self-interest to worrying about your three on three with players who aren't going to beat you, even three on two. Get over the other side. So say his name. Come on, give it to him. If you're going to shoot Bambi, don't just shoot the whole club. No, well, I, Adam O'Brien. No, I love Adam O'Brien, no. but they played. Wait, Adam O'Brien played the old Roosters way and the old Melbourne way. The yes. Melbourne, Melbourne Storm and the Roosters have come on. They're now chancing their arm. They're flicking out the back. They play not to lose. They play not to. Yes, they do. Newcastle Thank played you. not to lose. It's Thank too you. safe. 2021, we need to see a more dangerous Thank side. Thank you. All right, well done. Excellent. Mine's going to be actually surprisingly weak, uh, but an old an old friend of uh, this segment. I was reading the, uh, because I like to pretend to be cultured, the Australian on Monday uh, and the media section. Uh, there, there's Roxy Jacinko. Roxy Jacinko. PR Queen. Or should I say Maven? As Just listen to these two. I just want these two paragraphs. That's all I need to read. Sydney PR Maven, Roxy Jacinko. Am I... Am I um, uh, pronouncing her name correctly. I've no idea. Okay. Sydney... I don't even know what Roxy Jacinko does. No, no, no one does. But I know the She name. gives bad advice to Dave Warner and Candace, War- uh, Candace Warner. Right. Well, remember when they came back from South Africa? Oh, yeah. Remember how they... Or, you know, Steve Smith turned his reputation around by being honest and he cried at the press conference and Cam Bancroft did the same thing. This is from South Africa, Ooh. Sandpaper Gate. And then Dave and Candace came back or Dave came back two days later and then everything they did was staged because Queen Roxy, PR Mm. Maven Roxy, Mm. uh, had them uh, scripted within (laughs) an inch of their life. So when Dave cried, it looked absolutely fake. Yeah. And, you know, the whole, the kiss and the whole thing. So, you know, for a PR Maven, she's not very good. I need to, uh, I'm I'm actually looking up what Maven means. Uh, Sydney PR... Can someone tell me what it is? But here it is. Sydney PR Maven, Roxy Jacenko, subscribes to HG Wells' famous mantra, adapt or perish. Sweetheart, she's a PR, you're a PR person who's on reality TV shows. Who are you to compare yourself or even put yourself in the same world as HG Wells? But here's the quote. Are you ready? This is a direct quote from Roxy Jacenko. Who, by the way, her PR firm went broke. Broke. Mm. Not that I wish for that, but I, it's the context you need yep. for this quote. What I've learned is the Roxy Jacenko brand has got pull. I mean, a third-person <laughs> comment from someone who is so desperate for attention, she's about to star on, I think, the worst reality show we've ever conceived, SAS Australia, with nothing but hateable people, except Merrick Watts. I like Merrick. But all the people on there, like Arabella <laughs> Del Fraud, and uh, who else is Chappelle Corby, all the Australia's most hateable people, they're putting them into, you know, doing obstacle courses with the SAS and being tortured. But there's Roxy Jacenko from such shows as Celebrity Apprentice. Desperate for attention. And uh, 
She's learned that the Roxy Jacenko <laughs> brand has got... What brand is that, Roxy? What brand is that bad PR advice and how to get yourself on TV with little talent? Thank you. Uh, hey, Cole Miner, I'd love to rewind it about two minutes here. Now, guys, I'm going to go soft today. I'm going to... You did not go soft. Okay, here's what a maven well, he is, right? He up, didn't he? A maven is a trusted expert in a particular field who seeks to pass timely and... Oh, sage. And relevant knowledge onto others in the respective field. Oh. Well, I'm going to put it to you. Yes. This. That's Maven. That's Maven esque. That's that's, that's that's Maven esque. That's Steve Maven. This could be the greatest bit of art since Mona Lisa. <laughs> and, and the author is the great man here, the Maven himself, Dan Ganane, who's on his way to a bracket, who punters have poured into at the $51 to get the bracket. Now, did in all seriousness, did people actually discover yeah, the did. market? Yeah, Your, yours was best backed of all three. Of course it was. Yeah. Well, you, no, 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 no. You're a Maven, see? No, no, no. I say that only because I had the four favourites in the first week. So yeah, that's but it why... That didn't happen in eight years. I know. Yeah. Isn't it? I couldn't believe it. Because I'm thinking, once we got to South Newcastle, I'm thinking, well, that hasn't been an upset yet. There has to be. Mm. Has to be. Um, <clears throat> so so now that makes me think, as we start to uh, move ahead uh, to the NRL topics, that are we starting to throw history out? Points in, in, in finals never happens. Well, mm. we had a truckload of them. All the favourites getting up. That, that one was thrown out the window after eight years. Now now the next two, right, is straight sets now very rarely happens or has. In the last five years, just one team has lost in straight sets. I think it was Parramatta, funnily enough, in 2017. So essentially the way it works is if you lose but you get the second chance, you'll win the second week, yes. right? That's, that's now, that is the way we do it, but... You're gone in week three. Yes. It's, it is it is a tried and true path. Very occasionally, like the 2015 Cowboys or the 2017 Cowboys, you will get an outlier. But I'm just wondering now if all the rules this year, through the new rules, through COVID, through whatever, they don't exist anymore. No. No. Uh, nine of the last ten years, uh, the Premier has earned the week off. So uh, yeah. it all points to the Melbourne Storm or the Panthers. But you know what? There's a real opportunity for the teams this weekend because Kickout's not playing for the Panthers. We now know that. And look, Munster. How's Munster going to pull up for the Melbourne Storm? I'm very surprised by uh, that. Uh, we'll, we'll do the markets in a moment. But uh, I, the, ver- the very idea that he, he is filthy at the end of the game and they're saying, oh, no, he'll be right in two weeks. It's the same injury that cost him two weeks twice. Mm. Now, I, you could mount an argument, yeah, he could have played the second week in those times, but it was home and away games. It, it is a little bit of um, just keep the media away. Be very yeah. confident and strong about it. Everyone goes yeah. away. It's not this circus for two weeks, Willie won't he? Speaking of um, the storm, your storm, um, um, Sean, stopping the clock for cramp, I personally, mm. I applaud them. They've exposed a dud rule mm. where if the trainer waves his hand because Nano McDonald broke his leg and the ref kept play going 18 months ago, you only have to do it once to have, make it effective, and they did. Yep. Vunavalu yep. at the end of the yep. game, and then Graham Annesley comes out and says, no, nope, we're, we're stopping this. We're going to have strict rules. We're going to throw the trainer out if he, if he does it in the future. And I'm thinking, that's a small price to pay. If you're five minutes to go and you need to stop the clock to stop an attacking raid from the other side, who cares if the trainer gets chucked out? If you can stop the clock, good luck to you. So the rules need to be harsher. Mm. Am, I, am, I, am I wrong? No, you're right. And it's just the Storm have just done it again, haven't they? Any, any sort of millimetre of an advantage they can find, they always find it first. And they did it there because they were, they were really under the pump um, in that set. Um, but it's not the ref's fault. I mean, really, it's it's all stemmed off the back of, of what you said, a broken leg. And he doesn't know what the severity of the injury is. But, um, yeah, you, you can only say, uh, well done to the Storm for finding that edge. But, yeah, it's probably only happened once and it'll probably be the last time. I've got to give... I don't like doing this on this show, but I have to give one of my teammates a real rap here. I, I just don't want their head to swirl. But Joel Kane said it in last week's Bambi, actually, mm. about uh, the... The new rules and the new the crusher tackles and the dangerous th- the judiciary system is going to cost someone a big game. Villiami kick out two days later gets himself a one match suspension was not overturned at the judiciary. So are you saying this is a flaw of the system? Because I I actually believe he probably 
I thought he was going to win because I just assume anyone who goes to the judiciary is going to win. But um, uh, was it a week worthy? Or are you, does this fit into your argument that uh, it's a ridiculous situation where a finals game is worth the same as a home and away and a grand final is worth the same as a final, same as a home and away game? Yeah, so it's, it's to me it's so obvious, and that's why I raised it last week in the Bambi, is that... You, if, if for the little like Cameron Smith, for example, is in big risk of not playing in the grand final because he is right on the precipice of you know an accidental crusher or whatever the case may be, yep. and he could if if he's going to retire this year, he could retire on missing out on a grand final. So it's just so obvious to me as a game we want the best players there playing, don't we? We don't want the Billy Slaters from years ago who did play by the way, but we don't want him missing out. If it's a very minor offence, whether it's one week or two weeks, like they do in horse racing, right, defer the sentence. So if it's a one or two week thing, no problem. You miss week one or week two next next year. You don't miss a grand final and a prelim final. We want Villiarme Kikau playing in, yeah. the, in the prelim final. I get you. I get you. Yeah, um, I don't know what the solution is. You've, you've come up with a solution, but the system is designed to punish recidivists so smith by not missing the prelim has been given his stay of execution where what i fear joel is chris randall is the perfect example of where this system is going to cost someone a grand final the crusher tackle someone fell into him i can't remember the the incident yeah he could there was nothing chris randall could do the south player fell into him and give the penalty fine because it was genuine, he, his yeah. head was bent. But I, I'm there thinking, Chris Randall, what could he do? He ends up getting, I think, a week because I think that's the minimum. That's right. So I'm telling you, that that is my fear. Mark my, my words fear. here. Mark my words. We are not done. Kickout has been the big one so, so far. far. We are not done. And, and and it's a big problem. We want the best players playing one or two week offences. They should be playing in these big games. All right, Sean. I suspect that has made no difference to the Premiership market. The fact Kickow will not be there for uh, the prelim final. As we look at the odds and Penrith, nice and warm as favourites. I'm going to guess, Sean. It's the first time they've been favourites this year. Have I got that right? I think it. I think you are right there, mate. Yeah. And look, there, there's a significant gap between um, the the second line of being there, the Storm, who are also in the prelim purely because of the side of the draw. Oh, dear. Well, the technology gods yeah. have let us down. What he was about to say, Shawnee, I think, is that the Panthers are awaiting the winner of South and Parramatta. Yes. Whereas the Melbourne Storm, they've they've got the Raiders. or the, They've got a grand final they've team a, coming out. They've of got a gun team. Yeah. And there's no doubt Penrith want Parramatta. There's no question. You don't want to be dealing with South. No. You, you could beat South by 30, but then if they turn it on for 40 minutes... They could end. They they could undo sixteen weeks of good work with a Cody Walker mm. masterclass in but, twenty minutes. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. But the the irony of all that would be that Parramatta is the only team who's beaten them all year. Isn't that yeah? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. All right. I think we've got Sean back. We'll get him up in a, in a second. Um. So to me, and and you're right. That's the reason why Melbourne are not favourites. To me, I thought they proved. They should be favourites this week because they weren't anywhere near their best. They got, they took care of business. They got a prelim in Brisbane, and at worst for them, they're going to play Penrith. They're going to play a team of kids in the grand final. Mm. We know Melbourne can handle the big event. The only question about Penrith is, can they handle the big stage? That's right. That would be. So I'm, I'm surprised. Where's the weight of money gone, Sean? That would be my question. Where, what are the punters uh, thinking? It's um it's actually funny. This is a bit of a, a an outlier. Usually we see the the money sort of um, fully skewed to the those that finish in the top four, but it's actually South who mm. have been um, very very well supported, um, and are our, our our worst result in the book by by far. We're staring down the barrel of a of a, a plus three million dollar payout um, if they do salute. And it, uh, before I dropped out there, I touched on the the easy side of the draw. They do get the the easier um, uh, route to the grand final, if you want to call it that, going through Parramatta this week, then they get uh, Penrith the week after. Um, not to say it's an easy route, but that's that's the that's where the money has been, and a, and a pretty ugly payout should they get the job done. 
Well, Good. Sure, it actually, well, Sean, it is an easier route. Let's be honest. They they mm. meet Parramatta, who they're without Sevo, which is huge. Yep. Maybe without Ferguson, and then you get a chance to play Penrith without kickout. Like you are, South yeah. Sydney are a massive chance to go through to the grand final. Let me tell you that they are a massive chance. Oh, no question. You would not be shocked. No. If they went nuts, you wouldn't be shocked. Mate, and again, their forward pack is is just doing – they broke even at worst with Newcastle, with Clemmer, Saifidi, and, and the, the Totolas and the Kaloma Tungies and the Tom Burgesses. Yeah. Minimum broke even. That's right. They, they are having a barnstorming here. Now, a couple of quick – now, you've got to look on the sports bet app. We, can... um, we saw Damien. Go on, Shauna. Sorry, mate. We saw, uh, yeah, we saw Damien Cook probably having his best game for the year last week. We finally yep. saw his oh. running game that we all expected to see with these with these new rules. And it just shows when when that game when you give him an inch, he can he can blow the game apart. We saw it a couple of times last week. Hot weather, hot weather. Yes. he's going to tear teams apart in hot. I don't know what the weather is on Saturday night in Sydney. It's a bit chilly on this Wednesday, so we're in that stage where you can get thirty degrees or you can get nineteen degrees. So just keep an eye on that. Um, you got to keep an eye on the sports bet app because you get some sneaky little markets. You had a couple of um, um, uh, try score bingos. I'm sure they would have gone close. Uh, the round bingo got up. Yeah. You know, I looked at you know I looked at that and I yeah. thought I'm going to back that and I never got around to it. But yeah. you got to look because I uh, usually it's in the first game of the weekend. But here's one stage of elimination for the Panthers. Well, when it says stage of elimination, there are three possibilities. They either lose the prelim at three bucks. They either lose the GF at 263 or they win the GF at 263. That's like a soccer market there uh, with the three. Uh, go on. Take take the lose the prelim, and I'll tell you why. Because whoever wins through, there'll be a recency bias between South or Parramatta, whoever wins through. I'm assuming South. Mm. They won't be three bucks against Penrith. South Sydney will not be a $3 pop playing against Penrith. And that's, ex- that's essentially... Oh, you're saying they'll be shorter? Of course they will. Of course they will. I bet they're not. You think South will be a bigger price without oh, kick-out? Okay. That's a great bet. Uh, okay. Pe- Penrith I'll take freedom. your advice. Uh, uh, you with yeah. me, Sean? Where will that game be? ANZ. Yeah, and God bless Penrith because they could have played at Bankwest as well. Can you imagine Penrith versus Parramatta prelim final in front of 15,000 at Bankwest? And the NRL gave Penrith the option. That's my, that's my beef. Don't give the club the option. But anyway, Penrith went to ANZ, so we'll get maximum crowd. Um, but there you go. To answer that question, so... So you think it'll be a dollar twenty, a dollar thirty Penrith, a dollar? Uh, sorry, they'll be, they'll be a much bigger price, and yeah. they'll be in the twos. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and even a, a minor case here, not as strong on this, but you know, if the Roosters went through, are they going to be two dollars twenty against a, a Melbourne Storm oh, team with Munster in doubt? I mm, okay. So stage of elimination for the Storm to lose the prelim two twenty against either the Roosters or Canberra, lose the GF at three, win the GF at three ten. The thing about these these prices, and you have to remember, it's um, the the $3 about uh, Penrith losing the prelim, for example. You've got the chance that Parra do yeah, win course. this week. So, yes. so it's that it's the it's the average price they're going to be in that game. But I, I do agree. If, if, if South um, do a number on, on Parra, which is certainly not out of the realms of, of possibilities, and they front up at ANZ Stadium um, against a kick-outless Penrith, yeah, I don't think there's going to be three bucks on the board, so I, I don't mind the angle, Sugar. If you like South this week, then you might be able to look ahead. Ooh. One way you can get and, a juicy price. And that's why you listen to this podcast. I never would have even thought of that as... Uh, but there you find the little sneaky, you know, just the little markets where perhaps they've got it wrong or there's a little opening for you. Uh, we are going to look at these games right after this. The Hoffam is back, and we're backing the battlers. Every horse in the race will represent a local sporting club that's had a tough 2020. And if they win, your club wins. The Hoffam, a battle of the battlers for the battlers. Now, we're going to have a special guest uh, towards the end of the show here uh, from uh, uh, that race trying to... Bateman's try, Bay. Bateman's Bay trying to win that race. Ex- yeah. Explain to me the... Oh. So the concept of the Hotham is, yeah. to use Roy and HG parlance... Busted ass horses, <laughs> and 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 you've picked the the most busted ass of busted ass horses, and you're giving them a chance at, at a at a proper uh, at, at good prize money. Have that, I got this right? Yeah, that's right. So these horses are the. <laughs> 
the Jason Lowry of try scoring or the Bryce Gibbs of try scoring, they've gone on such a long run. It's like the nudie run of horse racing, Dan, where yes. uh, basically the horses, the, the ballot entry is the, the least successful horses. So the horses had the most runs without ever winning. You're basically straight into the race, right. which means one battling horse is finally going to get their victory. They're all maidens, of course. It's probably the, the richest maiden in, a, in Australia, I suppose. How much suppose. is it worth? Oh, there's $75,000 that'll go to the... It, for a maiden? Yeah. That's it, fantastic. Go to the field, but also, too, we've matched that with the sporting clubs. So sporting clubs have put themselves forward and put themselves in the draw, and Batemans Bay have won. So there was a barrier draw last night, and they had got the barrier draw, got to choose their horse. So uh, it's fantastic. A great initiative for sports, but that's on Friday. Okay, and we'll speak to someone from Batemans Bay at the end of this. Uh, that's a good con. I like it. So the Everest, is, uh, the, clearly that is not a shot at, but it's, in, in, it's through the prism of the Everest. The Everest is the rich people taking on the rich people. Here's something for the battle. That's right, exactly. Okay. All right, let's get to some games, eh? And we start, what a game. Friday night football. Roosters, Raiders. Grand final rematch. How the Raiders would love to end the dynasty. Uh, $1.47 the Roosters, two seventy five the Raiders. And now we've added a new graphic for our KO viewers, where the money is going. I'm a bit surprised at this, gentlemen. 61% of the head-to-head money is going to the Roosters. I suppose you wouldn't be that surprised. It's not that big a disparity. I thought, Sean, people would have gobbled up the 275 for the Raiders. It, it just seems like you, you're putting out the burly. You're really inviting people to take the fat odds. No, nah, there's no burly about it. But to, to Shook's point um, before, there's a big recency bias Um for the following week after a final, particularly for the team that's won, team that's lost. But it's not the case um, here as it is in the other game that we'll get to later. But, yeah, Roosters with the um, with the with majority money, the head-to-head, and also the line. Punters aren't scared to, to step into the... It actually opened minus four and a half. It's crept its way up to, to minus six, and they're seeing, yeah, whopping 70%, which is a huge disparity in a 50-50 market or what should be a 50-50 market. Wow. Um, yeah, a little bit surprising. Um whether it's just a, a little correction from maybe a skinnier um, or two skinnier price that we initially put up might be the case. But I think the Raiders might see a bit of support um, late in this one. Not that I necessarily agree, but we'll get to the, the right. tips a bit later. Now, at what weight of money... We've already seen the, the line move from, what did you say, four and a half to six. If we could get that line to six and a half, yeah. that is momentous. Is there a chance if that weight of money continues, and we're recording this Wednesday, 11 a.m., so it might have already changed by now one way or the other, is there a chance we can get that line to six and a half? Definitely. Um, if I mean, if I had it my way, I've probably got a little bit bigger than what it is, but um, that's wow. not to say that the that the market or the or the weight of money will agree with me. Um, but it wouldn't shock me to get it to six and a half. And the real interesting um, uh, number in this game is the total. It's open 42 and a half, which just looks um, huge to me. I know we saw, I know, I know we saw, you know, a bit of an outlier in last week. All the games um, racked up the points, but if you had told me, you know, a month ago or six weeks ago that we're going to see a, a grand final rematch, a knockout um, elimination final of, of 42 and a half mm. up there, I, I would have called you crazy. So I think that might be a little. I think people might have got a little bit too excited off the back of one yeah. week's high scoring. That looks massive. Um, yeah, 42 and a half in a final. I, I, I couldn't actually blow my eyes. Okay, I think we know where Sean's going to go. To me, they've, they've, tra- they've trapped me, Joel, because I saw the minus, the, pl- the plus six and thought that's 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 too good to refuse. Yeah, and I'm I do with... feel like that's a trap line, that they are trying to suck me in to take that line, mm. and I think they're going to win the, uh, the weather. They're going to they're get my money. The weather in Sydney, 24 on Friday. Okay, so very pleasant and sunny. No, no, no. Weather will not be a factor at the SCG. Look, look, Canberra Raiders absolutely don't fear the Roosters. No, they we, do not. We know that. The last eight games has been 1-12, to 12, whoever won the match. They, they do not. They're, they're probably one of the few teams who don't fear the Roosters. They're a big enough side to handle the Roosters. I also like the plus six, but I am tipping the Roosters to win the game. So I'll be tipping uh, alternative margins, maybe the Roosters or a try bet perhaps. Uh, six points either way here. Um, but I'll take the start. But just just keep in mind, you know, they didn't fear him last year, and that was one of the all-time teams, the Roosters. This year, no Latrell, yeah. no Cooper Cronk, no Radley. Um, so, yeah, take the Raiders at the plus for me. I've got a stat. It's going to blow you away. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. I don't know how we turn this into profit. In fact, I think it's the opposite. 
Brett Morris, try-scoring machine, yes? Yep. He has scored one finals try since 2010. One finals try in his last 12 finals. Really? Isn't that insane? That is He scored six in his first five. So in his first year, he scored two. In his second year, he scored three. Something like that. Wow. So by 2009, he had six finals tries. From 2010, the Dragons, I think he set up a try in the grand final when his foot was on the touchline, one finals try. Now, I don't know what that means. This is one of those things I discovered. I'm doing this game on Friday. I just One of those things I thought, I can't believe. I had to go in and check and recheck because yeah. I thought, that can't be right. No. But there it is. So I'm just texting the great man Fletch. I'm running late, Fletch. Uh, I'm I'm coming. I'm supposed to be catching up with you. Can you? It's pro- it's it's promo shoot day, everyone. That's why Joel looks really uh, nice. <laughs> really what? Look at the haircut. Yeah, Look that, at that's the... that is exactly right. That's why I've got the haircut. Yes. Hey, mate. When did you please? get the haircut? Uh, late la- uh, yesterday afternoon. Oh, see, I, I never. Get, if I know I got a photo, I get it like three days before. Yeah, I just wasn't organised. Just to let it settle. Yeah, a little. come on, John, mate. You're, you're schoolboy error. Come on, mate. Hey, mate, can you please let them know? <laughs> Look at this name drop. Oh, Look at this disgraceful <laughs> name drop. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big Joel Kane and Brian uh, Fletcher. When does it start in Grand Final? Fort- yeah, yeah, Grand Final on, week on SEN eleven seventy. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So. The, uh, straight. <laughs> by the way, uh, straight sets exit for the Roosters. Last did it in 2008. More pertinently, the last defending Premier to go out in straight sets. Melbourne in 2013. Oh. I didn't realise that I, until I went back. Okay. So there you go. Doesn't happen often, straight sets exits, but um, Roosters and they're bad in close games this year. One and five in games decided by six or less. Raiders, now isn't this kooky? If they win, it'll be the first time they've made back-to-back prelims. Since ninety four, ninety five, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm blowing you away with these stats. So this oh, is, I like this. See, so <laughs> this is the research. That's yeah. there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, that's it. That's our tip. So uh, Canberra Raiders. minus six. Yep. Uh, plus, plus six. six. And yep. you're going the under or over? Uh, oh look, I'll go. I'll go with the over. Just just because it's a pretty low total in today's market, perhaps. Okay. And Sean, you've definitely gone the under, haven't you? And Roosters. On Roosters to cover, yeah. You, you said it. You said it before. Jake Friend in um, is is huge. I'm not his biggest fan, but um, with the the depth they don't have in that number nine department, he's a he's a huge in for yeah. them. Okay, and uh, but the under as well. Yes, please. Okay, and for me, I'm going the under. Not as confident, but uh, Canberra plus six. Right, we get to Saturday night, Bankwest Stadium. Actually, I'm going to ask straight up. I'm not going to get in the whole ANZ thing where the game should be. Is it an advantage for Parramatta? I don't think it is. Frankly. No, we'll, we'll ask him this way, Shawnee. What, what's the, what's the, if it was at ANZ Stadium versus Bankwest, how would that shift the line? It would, it would probably move it. I'd suggest. See, crowds, crowds make this really, really difficult, um, and home advantage is a little bit subjective. I'd, I'd probably move it one and a half points. Oh, that's significant. Um, okay. Yeah, the, the way of South, which which is, I mean, it, it is a it is a decent move, you know, around the going down the road, but it is an advantage for Para okay. this game being at back west. I would love to see it full low. Uh, uh, the point I'm making is is South members as we look at the odds two eighty five one forty five. That's on Wednesday morning. When tickets go on sale for finals, it's open slather for ticketed members of both clubs. So if South fans were quick, quick to the button, they could have got. They could. They had every chance, as much opportunity as Parramatta fans. I suspect they weren't. I suspect Parramatta fans will absolutely dominate. So I think it might be a slight advantage um, than if it was at ANZ. Look at this. The weight of money. This is insane. Ninety-five percent of the money. Geez, that's a lot. Is with South. That's a lot of money for an unreliable team. That is a lot of money for an unreliable team. Sean, do you think that says more about what punters think about South or the fact that punters have given up on Parramatta, who won't have Sevo? And what we're hearing, Ferguson might be a problem again Wednesday morning. We won't find out till maybe later today. Certainly, you know, closer to game time. No, I think this is exactly uh, to Shook's point before. Huge recency um, bias in punters' minds. So you've got one team who have who have flogged um, Newcastle against a, a parasite. It went down all all bit to the Melbourne Storm, but they do find themselves without Sevo, which is the big headline in this game. So, um, not too surprising. Maybe the how short of that that percentage is uh, going towards Para is a little bit surprising, but but not but not huge to me. Okay, here's my problem, Joel. Mm. I'm wondering 
and this is for a few teams, Parramatta, Roosters, and we saw it with Newcastle and Cronulla. They fought, they threw all their punches early, mm. right? And then they were over, and overrun easily, really. Parramatta and Melbourne just went like that and, and, and swallowed Parramatta up. Have, have the Eels fired their best shot? Yeah, I think they're done. I, I think they're really done, Parramatta. I, and the thing about South Sydney, Dan, is I reckon that they, if you timed, when they did a backline shift, if you timed the amount of time the ball was actually in the hand, South are the quickest to get it out. They just go zip, 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 zip. You know, Corey Allen, whether straight to Alex Johnson, no problem. And the other thing for Parramatta is they're without the top try scorer of the last two years, Mike Asivo, which is just significant, and not just how many he scores. And the metres. That left edge, the metres, and the left edge between Sivo and Jennings, they concede very, very few tries. Yes. The temptation, because South Sydney's so dangerous on their left, I wouldn't be surprised if Jennings goes over there. You know, Jennings is a left-sided player. I wouldn't be surprised if Jennings plays on the right side this right, week. Right, okay. That's it, yeah, because... He's such a good defensive centre. Well, mm. yeah, and, and, and see... Wunga Blake's on the back page of the paper today because of his defensive woes. Well, there's a chance he's going to have to go back. He he might have to play on the wing anyway, and Brad Takarangi comes in yeah. into the centres. On that horrid side where South can just destroy teams. Just destroy teams. And, mm. look, take Cody Walker for try scorer. He has scored heaps of tries recently, but four of those tries against Melbourne, against the Roosters, against the Knights on the weekend, and against Parramatta, four tries that were just as simple where Adam Reynolds goes to the line, double pumps... And then Cody Walker's timing for that little jockey play and he runs through and scores. Just a simple play like that. They execute so well. Cody Walker, any time try scorer. He would be my top three I would pay money to watch right now yep. in rugby league. Is Ryan Pappenhausen than, yep. would be one. Uh, Tedesco would be two. Oh, you'd pay money. And, you, you know, if you said, right, you could only have eyes on that player. Yep. I would just... Just watching Cody Walker is a thing of beauty. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, there we go. Um, but what about the pass Reynolds threw to him the other day? Oh, my God. If they're on the same side of the field, Dan, oh, don't, don't worry the about the other side. Anyway. Okay, so you're going south very clearly. Um, any major thoughts on this game, Sean, and your tip, please? Over under 45 no. and a half, by the way. Well, yeah, we thought the, the first game was a big total. This one's blown out of the park, 45 and a half. I, yeah, I, I know we saw big totals last week. We're banging on about it, but I have to lean the way of an under in a, in a do-or-die game. I don't have a huge um, opinion on the on the line, really, but I think at Bank West, and if Fergie plays, um, I think I want to be with, with Parramatta points here. My only concern is, and, and you've... You've said it all already, sure. But the you know one edge was was already a little bit flaky. Now now both are flaky. If, it, if it's brothers Jennings on one side, I think it might have been a South game um, earlier this year, maybe late last year, where they absolutely tore them to shreds. Um, that's my only concern. But I don't mind the I don't mind the idea of of Tackering and Blake to a Blake to a wing. But I'll, I'll be siding with Parrot just in this game. <sighs> I honestly don't know because I look here at Campbell, Gillard, Pauline, Nathan, Brown. They have the ability to run over South if they're on their game, but I'm not sure they will. Um, I don't think Campbell Gillard's quite as dominant as he was in the middle of the season, Junior Paul. I don't like tipping against Nathan Brown ever. I think he's, he's, he's not running for the metres anywhere near he was. Nathan so, Brown? Nah. I'm not worried about Nathan Brown's nah. metres. I'm worried about his second phase play presence. And, and his presence. But I'm going to go with South here just because Parramatta's defence... South strengths are exactly where Parramatta's weaknesses are right now. I think a Parramatta crowd, funnily enough, when things are going badly, I think it can actually... It, there's a nervousness that comes... It used to happen at North Sydney Oval mm. where, oh, here we go again. Parramatta's lost four of their last... Four of their five finals under Brad Arthur they've lost. Mm. South are going to have a good period at some point in this game. They're too good to be off for 80 minutes. And, and how will Parramatta get nervous? I think South. I don't like. I, I will not be having a cent on this game on South at the line because I think that's. I can see this going down to the wire, but give me South and the over. The over. This has got points. South aren't a good defensive team, mm. so this to me has got points written all over it. Again, nice night, Sydney. When Bankwest is when there's no dew on Bankwest, it's points galore. And in October, we shouldn't have any juice so give me the over uh, that leaves the best bets 
Joel, I'm going to let you kick this off. Best bets for these two games. Uh, best bets for these two games. Well, uh, just one best bet. Uh, one best bet. So, Roosters 1-12, to 12, I think, is the bet there. I think they, they sneak home with it, Dan. Uh, Roosters 1-12. to 12, And Eels taking on the Rabbitohs. Yes. Uh, same game, multi. Cody Walker to score. Mm. When Cody Walker scored, his last 21 games, they've won 18 times. So, Cody Walker to score, South minus, same game, multi. Ooh, okay. Go. Get some nice value there. Walker is in, he has 12, 10 tries this year. Uh, Sean Umarod, uh I know where you're going here. Go on, offend, offend the people you've been offending for years on this podcast. The off Raider you go. Hater. Off you go. <laughs> off you go, Sean. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, why why stop now? Um, That's insulting, I'm, I'm tipping mate. Tipping Roosters thirteen plus. I'm tipping Roosters thirteen plus in this one. The only thing the Roosters were missing last week was some uh, quality service out of dummy half. And I'm I said before, I'm not Jake Friend's um, biggest fan, but I think he's huge in this game. I've never seen the Roosters get caught on the last tackle um, the number of times they did and it's no no um, no go at Freddie Lassie he's only young but Friends huge in this game I think that I, I can see this game being close I'm not saying the Roosters are going to lap them but I think there's more there's a bit more upside in, in taking that bigger price All right. plus, as opposed to the, the minus six okay well I've gone a little more about the try scorers than the results uh, Canberra I'll tell you what worries me Joe I love the Raiders but Jordan Rappiner's defense do you notice he is never in sync with Kotrick or his inside? He rushes up. Uh, he's a winger. Right. So so there's always a chance here. Now, that is he's, – he's the right side defender. Luke Heary on the left. He could absolutely yeah. have a field day. And I've, I've got him to put Josh Morris in for an anytime try. Um, and Alex Johnston – it was too. I just wanted him any time, but it's a dollar fifty-three or something. It's too short, so I've got him to score a double because I can see even if South lose, I can see him getting on the score sheet a couple of times, and you get some nice odds there. Seven dollars twenty. I would strongly, if I was Ricky, consider playing Elliot Whitehead in the centres just to try and get neutral ground there. Valame yeah. out, uh, Rapina back to the wing. Okay, interesting. I'd consider that very, very strongly. Uh, right, uh, Dan, we've got our man. Uh, we're looking towards the Hotham on Friday. Yes. And Batemans Bay have been represented at the barrier draw last night. Now, a man from down there uh, from Batemans Bay, Danny Whiter, is on the line. G'day, Danny. G'day, guys. How you going? How'd you go last night, mate? Did you choose well? Oh, I don't know. We've got a wide barrier, so um, we'll see how we go. What well, accent is this, Danny? English. English. How does a pom end up in uh, beautiful Batemans Bay? Oh, long story. <laughs> it's a little bit, little bit sunnier than England, that's for sure. Hundred percent. No, you've picked well. So, what's just for the listeners who don't know and the viewers who don't know, Danny? Uh, what's the pri- I know the prize money, but what's the prize money up for the grabs for your great club? Oh, there's twenty, but twenty-five grand up, yeah. up for grabs. Um, you know, just if we get something out of it, it's better, better than nothing. The, uh, the way it's been this year and, and what have you, you know, if we get in the top three, we'll, we'll be happy. The committee is stoked that we're, we've actually been nominated. So yeah, it's going to be good. Well, you've already got Dosh because every single uh, club already gets uh, some money for being involved as well. Uh, just quickly explain to us why it's been so tough for you guys this year. Among, yeah. Many people have done it tough, but why specifically for Batemans Bay? Uh, well, it started off with a drought before Christmas. Then um, heading into New Year, we had probably the, the worst bushfires on record. Yeah. Um, us as a footy club, um, we we couldn't get onto the our field because obviously the army were doing such a good job with the cleanup down here. They camped on our main field. Um, once they got off, we could train again. Um, and, um, yeah, we managed to score one trial game on our reserves field. Uh, the crowds came, you know, beers, steak sandwiches and things like that. Oh, that sounds and good. It was a good, you know, I think they were pumped after after the shit Christmas and Ooh. summer um, with the bushfires. And then, what was it, a week later, COVID hit. So training Ooh. stopped, all, um, you know, um, groups got canned. So, yeah, it's just been a... Been a very rough year, not not for just us, obviously everybody across across the area. But um, yeah, the bushfires would cops cops a lot. Hey, Danny, I don't think many people would know this, but uh, Adam O'Brien and also Brad Arthur, they're uh, yep. Batemans Bay royalty, aren't they? 
Yeah, they are. Yeah, uh, Brad Arthur was down here. Geez, what would it be now? But twenty years ago, captain coach. Um, Adam O'Brien was first grade five eight. Um, they linked up, got to a grand final, and then they headed up to Cairns Brothers um, for a couple of seasons as well together. And then that's where, yeah, that's where it kicked off really from Batemans Bay. Which horse will you have in this race? Like, like you love. That's the one that we got. Number like four, you love. Like you love. Hey, Danny, thanks for joining Good us. You, Danny. Good luck. Good luck to those down at Batemans Bay as well. Thanks for that. Thanks for the, yeah, thanks for the chance for nominating a battler. Yeah, it's been, been bloody good. Thanks, boys. Now, well done. Go well the done. Tigers. And well done to Sportsbet. <laughs> uh, I like it when people take Sportsbet's money, but especially when it goes to good uh, causes. So, well done. Someone's going to... How much? Whoever wins is 25 for a club. Yeah. If it's not Danny, it'll be someone else's club. And 25, God, that goes a long way yeah. for paying a lot of bills for a fair while. Well, yeah. not a fair while, but that's a that's a good chunk of change. And maybe those who back your bracket, Dan, if it's successful, $51, they can donate to Batemans Bay and other clubs as well. That pretty much wraps us up, I think, Dan. This is the week. If we can get through this week, then I start thinking about the break. When do you start thinking about a quaddy? I wouldn't think about it until the very last leg. Yeah. Yeah, same as a multi. Yeah. Thank you, Sean Ormerod. Thanks, boys. Have a good one. All right. That tan will be even better next week. Thank you, Joel. Yeah, that's it. We're like Shorty's greys on the beard. We're gone. See you later. Have a great week. Gamble responsibly. If only we can just for men everything. Oh, by the way, Dan, by the way, special shout-out. Special shout-out. Yes, yes. It's time to leave the building. We're losing Susie. No. Susie, who works behind oh, the scenes. No. She's off uh, to watch people have showers, we, uh, <laughs> switching Big Brother. Big Brother. Yeah, so Susie, we love you. Uh, we love how you've been such a big part of this show. Yeah. We're going to miss you dearly. And, uh, we're going to miss her laugh. We know we're going on the right track. We're going to hear through the wall Susie's laugh. What does Big Brother say? Susie, it's time to go. It's I time think. to go. See you, folks. Have a great week.